purpose of the kinnis and the entire day, especially the morning of Avelis, is to try to read and internalize not just tragedy, other tragedy, another tragedy. Can't wrap your hands around anything that we know from modern history. Holocaust is a image with more technology, unfortunately, many more people and more ruthlessness. But everything described in the Kings, Crusades, Inquisitions, and going back to Echa itself, the fact that the Bukhametza and the Vizradan were able to kill and maim and torture so many people without the technology, tells us that everything that was done historically was consistent with a plan that if you were there you couldn't possibly see, and it's hard for us to fathom. Because of the sheer numbers, atrocity, and repeated acts of uh, inhuman traits. It's the first thing that tells us, may Hashem the least that we're still here, and the fact that we're supposed to take notice of one thing, which is often the primary message, but the message that escapes us. You ask somebody, after the morning of Tishma, so what did you take away from the Kinnis? So many people would say, understandably, it's like tragedies and tragedies, and we don't understand, and the Baal would say, we don't have to understand, and that's certainly true in terms of the diktuk of why and when and who. Actually, we talk about the children and the tzaddikim and tzaddikaramla, Rosh Hashanah, if that's the only thing we walk away from, we missed most of the main points. It says clearly in Eicha, every other Pasuk, and all the kinnis, one theme that goes through is the only theme that we don't feel comfortable with and we'd like to ignore, and that is that everything was triggered by a virus. The kinnis keep repeating this over and over and over again. And it says in the Kinnis, the Kinnis is talking as a mouthpiece of Yisrael through the Nevi'im and through the people themselves, and something we don't find as much today is they actually accepted responsibility for it. And understood that if we don't know that this is all triggered by Averis, that's the theme, certainly in Ma'is Rishon, which we have from Eicha and the Loshan of the Novi, is the Avodazara, the copying of the Goyim around them, wanting to come closer. That was the Machla that affected Chai Yisrael from the time they came into Yisrael, through Korban Ba'is Rishon, Korban Ba'is Sheni, the Sinaschinim ended up being a result of various factions trying to figure out the answer to the uh, Jewish problem and how do we become more accepted to the Goyim, which continued until modern times. So then there's infighting and how to deal with the Romans and Yidin unfortunately fighting against Yidin 
as I'll say, Sinus Chinam, it wasn't just a Midas issue, which it certainly is. It became the Fagapat of writing about it. But it started with the fact that Lamaisa, it's challenging sometimes to do mitzvahs easier to cut and paste and copy what the Gayim are doing. And therefore, how do we be like them and either retain no Jewish flavor, some Jewish flavor, but not Terra mitzvahs? That sounds like a modern problem at the start of our scholar. That's also about by Shani, Sadukim, pick your sect. Namela, when it came to actually fighting, most of what was spent fighting each other because they didn't really agree on the basic principles on why this is happening. And the reason I'm saying this in the introduction is it got to read Kinnis uh, slowly and concentrate on the words. And I uh, can't say every word, just focus on the themes. The themes keep talking about our Averis and Einshim. Again, once you're in it and uh, say this to somebody who was uh, in Auschwitz, not going to resonate necessarily because it's too painful. We're 70 plus years later. So what was skipped in the 70 years often was the fact that, well, we don't want to say anything and blaming anybody, and rightfully so, because it's too painful, it's too fresh. But that's exactly what Eicha does. And that's what all the kids do. Maybe they didn't say it during the pogrom, maybe they didn't say it right afterwards, maybe they said it 70 years later. You still got to be careful who you say it to, but the MS is staring us in the face, and every single theme of every kinna speaks to this. If you look in Paragimel and Echon, let's see, you have it in your uh, regular kinnas and uh, Pasukhav Gimel. It's a group of Sukkim over here, the of Echon, that don't seem to really match. There are some Sukkim of Nechama toward the end, and some tefillahs at the end. I have this in the middle of Eichon. Needs a little bit of Ian to figure out why. Patsachav Gimel Chadashim in the Bakarim Rambam Minasecha. Every day is a new day, and we have to have Bitochen, and we're going to get to a new day. That's an important Patsachav Muhammad. Why is it in the middle of Eichon? Why is it followed up with a number of similar themes? Taiva Hashem L'Kaiva V'Nefesh Tidrashenim. The Nefesh is working on itself. We'll look for the Taiva. First thing that comes to mind is during the Korban, while estimates of those that were there are over a million people connected to the world population. That's a bigger number than even recent times. And it was done with Hlotzlan by hand. And Pasuk reminds us, no matter what you see, the Chometzah and if it's rather than doing, the Nefesh is Mavakesh, the Shem will still have hope and look forward to another day. Because Akash Baruch was not trying to destroy Chayisol, even though it looks like that. Hashem won't allow Chayisol to be destroyed. So how do we do that? So the Pasuk in Chavav gives you the answer. You don't always have to say something. Similar to a Beisover, also lost art, but the main key is first going and being silent and contemplating. So the work down long as everybody else uncomfortable, so we talk, so it's supposed to be focused on the 
on the lifters. The main fact that everybody who went through this would recoil in horror and start tightening on the song of Kodesh Baruch That's a human reaction. So in the middle of Eifel, Paragimel, Pesach reminds us, don't blame Kodesh Baruch Almost thank Kodesh Baruch but that's uh, my dragon. Most people are not on, so at least be silent and wait. Rabbi Merasechel, there'll be another day. Kodesh Baruch will pick up Klai Israel. Hashem will give us times, decades, hopefully centuries of respite and the ability to recover after each tragedy, which happened. God was above all at the beginning, as far as it was to replant, is actually relatively tranquil compared to what was going on before the Corbin because people can't take punishment and lineage and results of their favors year after year after year. Who knows that cheshbon? So the instructions here, Dumam means uh, sit quietly and reflect. Don't ignore the Avevus of the tragedy. Know that there will be a better day and Klai will survive. But first and foremost, focus on why this happened. The Pasuk continues. Pasuk Havches. Yeshev Badad Vayidan Kinat Al-Alav. Again, Badad means to sit solitude, sit quietly. There's a remez over here in this Pasuk, alluding to the main problem that we began with. You wouldn't notice the remez unless you would see this Rambam. Rambam is very famous. It's not that well known with the Rambam quotes to prove this Yesai. Start discussing the Geras Ashmad, which we will continue with because it's not geared to our stance and our tshuva and resilience when we straight into El. This isn't in the Geras Ashmad, this is Parakshishi and Hilda's days. And the Ramam gives you instructions. The Ramam lives through this. It wasn't the Spanish Inquisition, it was the Spanish pogroms and the Ramahans. And they were killing people and exiling people. The Rambam was one of them in the early ways, who had to run with nothing and wander until he got to Yisrael. The Rambam, in one halacha, gives you basically the marching orders of Yid and alludes to the problem when we were looking elsewhere to find something interesting as some inspiration from the Umas Ailam around us, which is Olavecha, Yirmiya, Yeshaya. He quotes, read to you, he quotes both Eicha and Yirmiya, we read this morning's Hatev. It's amazing, we never touched upon this. The Ramah Parakshisha of those days, he gives you one paragraph, and it seems to be written for Tishabon, but it's not written for Tishabon, it's written what Tishabon is supposed to teach us about what went wrong and how you're supposed to react. Derech is to be affected by your friends and neighbors. Echa alludes to this, but you don't have to wait for Echa. You look at Yeshua uh, and Shaftim. They went to Israel. There's one Chiv which kept repeating itself over and over again. You've got to finish the job. Gave them ample time 
not about getting rid of people, not getting rid of them for your Dalamas. And they were already receiving communications from Yeshua Benun, yet in the Midbar, from Meshua Ben. We're coming, we're retaking what you conquered from us illegally, and we don't want anybody doing Avarazar or any of the bad response around us, and therefore, uh, please make arrangements to settle somewhere else because you took our land. And most of them ignored the message, May Hashem Yetzadavar, because they would end up staying and it would seep in. So the Ramam tells us what eventually caused the Chorban is the fact that they were good people surrounded by things that they were listening to watching that didn't really fit their Yiddishkeit and seep in. That's the story of Klaesel to Chorban by Yisrishon, caused the Chorban, Chorban by Sheni was an extension of that. And in Golus, there were times where even if we wanted to partake of their society, they wouldn't let us. In a very brutal way, but in hindsight, that helps say Clay Israel. Now we apparently can't handle it, so Kosh Prophet says, we're going to try it this way, but you're going to have the problem of having it seep in. And he quotes this preferish from Mishlei, from Shlomo Melech, and from Tehillim, Atzis Rashaim. Atzis Rashaim is not just getting an Eitzel from Rashaim, it's even being with an earshot of hearing them from a day. Preferish of Sukkim, Tehillim, and Mishlei. Ramam says, What do you do if you feel it seeping in anyway? As the Raman says, you should live in an atmosphere with from steiging people, basically a Jewish ghetto. We like the Jewish ghetto in such circumstances where there are no walls. A Jewish ghetto it is. That already is counterintuitive. I have to taste it. The answer is that was Klaisal and Israel in Yeshua Shaitim and by his mission. So we should be separate. And apparently not enough people decided to remain separate. And it seeped in. You start saying the kinnis, you'll see this over and over again. And the Ramam, to prove all this, Ramam says if you can't find a place to live, and they're still bothering you, Kimel is Manenu, Ramam says at his time, you can't go anywhere else. There's no place to go. It's too dangerous to travel. So then, stay alone and lock the door. All the rise in all of Tanakh. There's two rise. They're both from landing this morning and last night. As I'm learning the puzzle. So when I read it a few minutes ago, I typed it as sit quietly, accept it then, and do truth. The Rama no doubt agrees that's the Pashup Shah. The Rama feels it's also Pashup Shah. Yeshe Bodha Vaida means if you can't find a group of people to be with and you're not growing, so then lock the door. Today we'd say lock all the things that are bringing the message into the house. And sit alone and contemplate. 
the Rambam of all the things he could quote, brings the Pasuk and Echa, which tells you that this was the problem. They didn't do this, so not enough. The next step, and what if you can't do that? It's not working. And if you stay, the last possible choice, go to the caves, go out to the midbar. Where does he get this from? This morning's Haftera. Give me an extension of Echel. What is Yermia saying? I can't be with every Avera, with Bali Avera, with people who don't have their shelf straight. I have to go to the Midbar. I hope I find a tent, a hotel. I'm looking for a five-star hotel. I hope I find a Mokum where I could be alone so I could do Ratzon Hashem. Atkan is the short version of Halacha Alam from Berak Shishi. The Rambam feels he's introducing what the Avet Sashem Vayid is and why things go wrong. The only two places he can find is his Raya Shem Lakshuva is Yermia and Yermia. Eicha and where Yermia repeats it in another Yermia. So, we read the Kinnis this year, hopefully the Tikkun, so it'll be the last time we do it is not just to be all so tumult and bent out of shape, understandably, from how can there be so many atrocities, how can there be so much evil, so much suffering, that's part of it, that's Avelus. It's to read the lines of the Kinnis that talk about our Averus benchmarks we didn't reach, contrasts of the Seyfi Mitzrayim, Seyfi Shalayim. That's the purpose, it's not just Avelus to suffer, Chazal, unbelievable, Ruch HaKadosh understood if you don't have once a year to do this, three weeks to do it with a higher level as it gets closer to Tisha B'Av, then we're not going to remember that something was done wrong, that we're in the Matzah, we're in, we're missing something. This is the day to do it, and to remember that weaved in is not just the suffering, which ultimately we don't understand the exact Cheshpen of Baruch who keeps that, it's how we're in the matzah and how to get out of it. is the oldest one of all the kinnis. We try to get the focus every year that uh, the examples given are important for to how it played out in terms of following the Das Terin and Das Navim. So, you recall the background, the kin actually starts the line before the Yikani Yemiel Yoshio. This was the kin of this, the Hesper, that Yemiel himself said on Melch Yoshio. Melch Yoshio was the grandson of Manasha, grew up knowing nothing, as a matter of fact, most of what he knew was in the negative direction. Father and grandfather of Devanazar, Manasha himself, and Shitis whole did chuva, but couldn't undo the damage of what was going on. And as a young man, he became uh, not some about chuva, but a person with such tremendous kayak and backbone that he fought 
the part of Klai which is not as significant, that we're still doing Avodah and he made it clear that the job of Amelach is to enforce Halacha, which it is, and he's going to clean up the entire mess that was the Matzah then with people overtly, covertly doing Avodah The problem was the covert actions. He felt at a certain time that he was successful, and unbeknownst to him, when he got the message from Paro, who wanted to take his army ostensibly just to wait to Stroll, wasn't attacking him, he made that clear. He said, I'm just passing through, I have a campaign up north, and Yoshio know, felt at that point, Klaes was in the Madrega, Bizarre to the Bracha, which is the favorite in the Pasik of Chav Leyabaratzifan. And if they were in the Madrega, they would be Zaycha, and then he can decidedly tell them no. Problem is, the problem was that Yermio came to the Melech, very close to him, and he said, I have a Nevoah, and the Nevoah is that we're not there yet, we're in a good direction, we need some more time, let him through, and he honestly means no harm, at least not now. And he's just going to go through with his army, which was always a pacha, because the army was consistently out of control and would do a lot of damage. So, Pyro's message was, I'm really just walking through, we don't mean any harm, and Yermio said B'Shem Hashem. And that indeed was the plan. And Yoshio felt there was a steer between the Fair Shapasim Yichumish and the Navi. He was at Tzadik Yisrael Elam, this is the only mistake Ad Yayim the only mistake he ever made. It was unfortunately the last mistake he ever made because it was a mistake that wasn't a personal agenda. He meant it well for Klai Yisrael, to defend the honor of Klai Yisrael, the honor of Akash Baruch Hu. Why should we let foreign armies go through our country? No other country would allow this. And we're good people. We got rid of the Abdel I mentioned last year, it's the first time we actually brought that out, and I think it's a crucial point. It's pretty obvious in the Pesukim and Yermio that he told him to let him through, he didn't tell him why, and he fully understood that he was thinking that everybody did tshuva, and I don't know if Devon is there, and I sat around the men checking house to house, and it's all, it's all done, it's all good. Why didn't Yermio, Anovi, just tell him, I'm Anovi, you're not, and there are people doing over the Zara behind closed doors and you don't know about it? That would have solved the entire problem. He didn't tell him. I think he didn't tell him because he understood he was mandated not to tell him because the Messiah was, are you going to listen to live Das Teira, a Novi who is in communication with the Kosh Baruch Hu? Often enough, Yoshio was tiny, he didn't get a tzivoy about this, he thought it was his own opinions. So why did he make it clear? Sukkim, he went to it last year, because of the Arichas, but he did everything but just shy of Kaya Hashem, and this is the Matzah, and he wasn't allowed to say more because that was the Nisayan. And the Nisayan was, do you have a shot in a Pasuk that might not apply here? There is a Pasuk. He had a stira, and I was all tell us. He mentioned to his Rebbe Yirmiya, he says, I have a stira, the Pasuk says this, Moshe Abedah says this, is a greater Navi than you, said respectfully. But that's not an answer. In hindsight, we know this clearly. If you have a Paschal Chumish that you have Shver, and you have a live Rebbe, 
that tells you this is the matzav and this is the mahalav, then you listen to the Masera. And 99.9% of the time, there'll be no stira. If there is, it's sometimes a rashah, sometimes a long, long shot. Sometimes you're missing something in the Matthias. In this case, it was all three. And tremendous bravery goes out the battle and he gets killed. It wasn't just a personal tragedy, and that's this kinna. It was the fact that the kinna was said with only the Navi's view that he was basically, in hindsight, the last chance that Kleisen was going to pick itself up to avert the Horban, and from here, it's continued to go downhill, and it did. It was Sadiqim, last king, it weren't able to pick themselves up, even though there's always a chance and they still have the Chirim. So this kinah is not just on a tzaddik who made the wrong decision, it's on Yisrael for not having the schus. If they had it, Yoshio wouldn't have made this bad decision. The Raman says that clearly about Barkechno, son of good, and he has an ambiguous lotion that he died because of Averis. That means our Averis, and his Averis. Had we been better, he would have had Mosiat Tashmaya. It's always like that. We feed off each other. That's why this kina is highlighted because it was the beginning of the end. The difficulty in assessing situations which are often, often pressured and sound very drastic in terms of the decisions played itself out after Korban Bayesheni. The Shasa Shmad, where we have the Asa Malchus, which will be discussed later in the kinas. It's really a hemshach of the Khurban, and the Romans were shocked that the Yidin were back and they were fighting on the military front of Barcaitza 70 years later. And Akiva gave us Askamba because there's a half of the 70 years was the shear of Khurban, and then there's a vineyard, and there's precedent for that, as in Bayez Rishon. So 70 years is a good number. And it could have happened. Had we been So the number was a real number. The Kiva supported him at the same time. When they lost, the Romans were so angry and so vengeful that the worst period in the history of Klai Yisrael, maybe till recently, what Chazal called the Shmat, Stam Shmat means this Tkufa. 70 years after Bakhtafa lost, and now the Romans want to make sure. Felt they made a mistake that they let somebody go after Horbin by Israel, even though when you get through the Kinnis and the Zradan and Eicha, can't imagine who was left. But you didn't have resilience, they have Siat Shemaya, and they wanted to do the right thing. And afterwards, Bakhaifa was dead, rebellion was over, now you couldn't even keep mitzvahs. They asked Tamatayra, Milo. So technically, for an Aseh, there's no Chiv Yahavayavar. We go into this more. Shabbos here in the next uh, few weeks for the Gedarim, but suffice it to say for now, for a typical assay, there's no chiv because they can just stop you from doing the assay and you won't accomplish anything. For a less assay, if a person gets killed, the assay didn't do the less assay. So he won, even though he's not alive. He's getting killed with Kiv Shoshen. So, Rabbi Kiva Vachaver, as we know, and we see in the Kinnis, and we say it over again, Yom Kippur. They put their life on the line to teach Torah Rav. That's a mitzvah Very important. It's a mitzvah So if you think that went without questions and criticism, so 
Yidin are inquisitive and um, there's nothing wrong with having a machlekes as long as you listen to the end to try to understand why. He had a good friend, Papas Ben Yehuda. Papas Ben Yehuda, the guy says, was the famous Papas, as in Papas Ben and Lolinus, the two brothers who were very brave and did tremendous, <laughs> tremendous amounts of Chai Yisrael and died on Kiddush Hashem. That's true, this famous Medrash takes on a whole new understanding. Whether he was, whether he wasn't. He was a tzaddik, he's a chaver, Talmud, but Habi's talking to him like a chaver. He was a person of note, otherwise he wouldn't have a conversation with Abikiva. And he came to him and he said, what are you doing? He says, there's ample evidence that the Romans uh, mean business and they have the power to carry it out. We already had a Hurban, we lost the rebellion, but was no longer here. And you're teaching Tariq Rabin. They're gonna catch you, they're gonna execute you. What are you doing? He didn't say don't learn. Go learn, but keep it very, very quiet. Take a select few Talmudim. That's not a bad Havamina and an understandable Kasha. Very understandable. And such Kufas and Kleist, well, we've had a lot of Shmad, a lot of acquisitions, and uh, they hidden in Russia for many years, and uh, then the Barabin, they did it in the basement. So he asked them, why are you doing this? We need you, you're going to get killed. So we all know, he gave him the famous Moshol of the fish. Uh, the fish are running and swimming here and there, and uh, the fox asked him, why are you swimming around? And so... Uh, Looks so nervous. He said, we heard uh, today's the day they come with the fishing nets and we got to escape and we're trying to not be here. So the shul said, why don't you come out to dry land? There are no fishing nets. To which the fish said to him, you're supposed to be a chacham. If we come out dry land, we're definitely going to die. And if we stay here, we're going to run. Some people will get killed and some won't. Some fish will survive. What's the answer to his question? His question was not don't learn, don't teach. His question was why you dafka doing it in their face? We know the whole mushroom, we know the mysonus. What's the answer to that question? It was circumstantial, but quite often this was the circumstance that needed the push for Rabbim to show Clay Israel. We're not afraid, even though people, Hashem people, Gadalim will be killed. And we have to teach Chai Yisrael that this is front and center and the foremost in our agenda. And if we're not putting the Nesera and the Balsatari on the pedestal, it's not going to work. We cannot do this in a cave. That's Rabbi Kiva's Das Terah. And all the other Gedalim agreed with him because the Sarug and Malchus all doing the same thing. And Rabchanita Ben Trajan had the same conversation, this one's really jarring because Papas and Linus, you know it is, you don't know, you know it's Hashem's, maybe super Hashem, as in the, the Gemara speaks about Papas and Linus, they gave up their life for Klai Yisrael, got the highest chayv of Mabal, very Hashem of people. The conversation, similar, between Chanin and Betrachim. And his good chaver was Yesi ben Kisma, who was a Tana. And Kisma was giving Musser or trying to talk him into not doing what he's doing, and he was Makel Kilis Parabin, 
Rabbi Kisma said something to the effect of, I'm also learning, and I have my select group, but I'm not doing it by Rabbim with a Sefer Tehra. They're going to catch you, they're going to torture you. This is already a time. Okay, we have no problem. It's Machalik Islanayim. But Abcharim Hachadu and Rabbi Kiva Vachaverov carry the day in terms of the Psach. The fact that they were killed is not Akasha. And you look at the conversation between Machanim and Chagjun and Yisim and Kisma, Yisim and Kisma says it's dangerous, and he says, and he says, they're going to catch you, and they're going to imprison you, and they're going to kill you. Keep saying, and he says, why do you keep saying, I'm trying to give you practical advice, and you keep talking about things uh, that have to do with esoteric concepts. Pashat is, is, in order to bring down Rachamim for Klai Yisrael to survive and have a kiyum, you have to do things that are sometimes looking drastic and maybe counterintuitive, but that's what brings down the Rachamim. So he kept repeating, Min Rachamim is going to come to Yeshua, that's what he meant. The Gemara says that after one of these conversations, shortly afterwards, that Yesim and Kisma was Nifter. They had a tremendous Leviathan where all the Gedele Reme attended, which means he was a Tana, it doesn't take away from his Hashivas, but the Romans had undercover people and they knew who was on their side and who was telling the line and who wasn't. And Yesim and Kisma, as great as he was, they knew that he's one of the people who told the Jews, don't get in their way. So they attended the Levi in great numbers. It was very Bukovitic because the Eden and the Tanam also attended the Levi. And coming back from the Levi, Khalid ben Trajan, whether he was there or not, went back to giving Shir Barabim with the Sefer Torah. And the Romans came home, probably with the contrast of what they saw in Rabbi Yisrael and Kisma. And they were saying to themselves, why can't all the rabbis do like Hishita? And they saw him, they caught him, they arrested him, and they tortured him, they wrapped him in the Sefer Torah, and they them. Tanaim, two great Tanaim, Paskin, like Even though if you were there, like all the kinnas display, men, women, children, Sadiqim, Rashad, didn't make a difference. So it doesn't look like that. And Yoshio told this to Yemiya. I checked, I sent my people around, Klaisal Steigin. I'm not letting them through. Yermiel said, Hashem said, let them through. Didn't explain why. Didn't tell them. The people still doing Avadazara. And we're not Zeichen. The end result over here was he gets killed not because he was right, but because he made a mistake. That's a very difficult contrast because if Saif Dover, the killing and the torture and all the pogroms doesn't look like it differentiates, then how do you know who's right and who's wrong if you can't figure out from the ending? That's a very important question in life. And the answer is, we're not trying to figure things out from the ending because it's not the ending. We're in the middle of scene four, act three. So we have a shaykhah to the end. We have a shaykhah to and the satans give him a shustamim b'katreg and will kill even innocent people. That's what the kinnas report. What we need to understand is this kin of Yikana Yirmiya Yoshio, he was a great person, as the kin will say, but he made a big mistake, 
and the decision is based on, you have to find out where the Dastari is, where the Navi is, what is the Bar Hashem, and if you get killed not listening, that's why he was killed, and it says that in this Kinnah. And if a person gets killed on Kiddush Hashem doing the right thing, that he did the right thing, but the Shailah was asked before him. And these three examples give you a sense of history from before, years, years before Chorban Bayez Rishon, years after Chorban Bayez Shani, and over and over again throughout uh, history. It's one fascinating comment from the Chaznish. The Chaznish didn't say that much about the Holocaust. He was focused on building Tyranates is strong, which he, we see, succeeded beyond anybody's dreams. But he did comment to Talmud, and he felt at that point to say less was better, as I mentioned before, it was not 70 years later. And he made the following comment, which other people noticed as well. If you remember, the uh, Germans in Mount Shimon made a pact with the Russians to divide if you have various areas, we'll go to the Russians, and Lita, which was the seat of learning, was caught in the middle. And Rosh Hashanah, that year when the Germans came in, not uh, interested, there's no limits whatsoever for any Germans over here. So don't quote this out of context. They came at the communists. They came in Rosh Hashanah, they handed it over to the Russians, after Yom Kippur, already the dates above barrels and dominance, the yeshiva was still functioning, they knew the Nazis were coming, the above bear told them to stay put. And the yeshiva continued to function for a series of Mechuva. And then, after Yom Kippur was handed over to the Russians, then Rabchaim Mezer told the above bear to bring the entire yeshiva as he told every yeshiva to Vuma. That's how the yeshivas that escaped ended up escaping. But Rabbi Bear, when he got to Vilna, told Rabbi Mezer, Yeshiva Bar with him, everybody was there. The Nazis, for those 10 days, didn't do a thing. Matter of fact, the local population wanted to act out already. The Nazis wanted order, they were supposed to hand it over, and they stopped them, believe it or not. I'm not saying that as any limits close on anybody. That was just because that was part of the plan. That was their plan. Chaznish made note of the fact that the Kayach and the Amelis of Abang Bear, who was Nifter shortly after he got to Vilna, and Rab Shemin who was Nifter also during that Kufa, one in Cheshvin, one in Kislev, Shemin first, was the only way who could possibly put the plan of Holocaust into action. All the G'daylin were still there, and many were killed, but they combined Amelis and Godless Atero, the two Zakan G'dayli of Shashivas, they were nifter within a month. And then Rabchaim Ezer, and then the Holocaust came in full force. I'm mentioning that because that's the message of Rabbi Kiva, that was the message of Yirmiya to Yoshio, you're young, you're learning, you're teaching, you're enforcing halacha, we need you to live. You gotta follow Nasteri even though you don't understand it. And he didn't make it, which is why Yermiel himself wrote this kinnam.
important to keep in mind. Is one of the more troubling kinnis as we read it in terms of the description of the hunger, the famine, the things that were the result of the Horbin, the siege that led to the Horbin, and the kinna, if you look toward the end of it. As do most of the kinnis, but this one says even more explicitly. We're talking about Rahman Muslan, Tahanu, a mother eating human flesh. This is not that they killed them, Khalilu. These were people that were in such a state of famine that they uh, couldn't think of here in the and they need to stay alive. These were people that were nifter already, children that were nifter. Mentioning that because people have asked on occasions, is it possible that I killed somebody for this? The answer is no, that's not what happened. It's still very horrific. And even though the din would support them, the fact that it came to that <coughs> is reflected upon in this kinum. The fact that at the end of the kina talks about the damnaki of 80,000 kain in Meshuchim. So, it's particularly graphic. What is it referring to? Which tufu? So we know that by the Purim Bayez Rishon, when it was Radin came, he didn't need much of an excuse. <coughs> Pella that he became a ger later on, after seeing the nays we're about to describe. Cheshpin <coughs> Shamayim, it was actually to kill hundreds of thousands of people. That's not uh, the issue of this particular kid. The facts were that he came, and when he came into the Azara, there was blood on the floor, which for the Azara wouldn't be unusual, but it was bubbling, was boiling. And he noticed Aladavrahu, Russian Rusha, like that, but he sees an open nace at a time of Corbin. Similar to the nace of the uh, Kuvim hugging each other instead of facing away. A lot of missing that happened, even with Shams Corbin. It's the message of Shemayim and the Baruch who uh, still keep in place, Rome. He noticed it and he asked Mordecai uh, what it was. He certainly didn't want to tell him the truth. That it was one of the ongoing Nisim, not the one, there's an official list of Nisim and the Mikdash. Understandably, this is not on the list because not one we want to talk about. There's a nace nonetheless, and Zechariah Anavi was killed in the base of Mikdash. He was a Navi, he was a Kayin, and he was giving Musser. And nobody likes, nobody loves getting Musser, nobody runs after it. And people don't love it who speak ill of the person giving it, and there are people who get violent. Unfortunately, this violent group killed the Navi on the spot in the Azara, which never happened before, it didn't happen since. Yirmiya Navi has attempted murder a number of times, but Tosh Baruch Hu 
promised him that if he would go, he would be harassed and not killed. So Lamaisa is the only case, and the reason it was worse, they can't get much worse than killing a Navi, Shav is giving a Dvar Hashem, but he was a Navi, he was a Kayin, and he was in the Azara. And for that, there was no Mechila yet, and the blood was still there, and people knew it. You can only imagine what it was walking around the Azara, having to sidestep this during the entire Kufa, the rest of the Bayes. But it was there in the new battle. So if it was rather walked in, he asked the obvious question, and he got the incorrect answer. Uh, they tried to tell him that it's the base of Intish, it's bought from a carbon, and he said it doesn't match, and it wouldn't still be here, and it's uh, bubbling. And that's not the answer. And amazing that he would even be physically possible, would be possible to kill more people at a faster rate, but obviously mine. But he proceeded to threaten them as they don't tell them the truth. And something was going on. And this is the part of him that ultimately became a gear, that uh, he was there for uh, wholesale business, although killing as his business made him a particular unusual Russia. But this he noticed, and he knew there was a message. So he proceeded to shaft the best and the brightest of uh, Yerushalayim, and he continued, he said, until I uh, get an answer. And he continued, he continued, that's the reference in his kingdom the tens of thousands of people killed. And Nivuzradan himself, such a massacre, so gory that he himself was shaken. And uh, the way the Medjish tells it over, he said, should I kill the rest of Israel before this blood stops boiling? He understood at that point already it was a common Einish for what they did to Zechariah. And then it stopped. Afterwards he disappeared. You can't become a gear as the chief of Nebuchadnezzar's uh, army and stay alive. If you look at the end of the Kinnah, this is what we said in the Dhamma, that uh, people would prefer to be focused on the tragedy and ask questions rather than admit that Hashem is a cheshpen and maybe we made mistakes. So you look at the second last paragraph, People are dying in the streets from thirst, from hunger, being murdered by the armies, both by Tush and by Hashemi. And the Python is complaining on the behalf of Israel, how can this happen to them? Innocent people, tzaddikim, some not tzaddikim, but there are many tzaddikim. The Ruach HaKadosh, the Mulan Marim, Nakod Baruch Hu answers, "Hi, I'll call Shchene Haroim. Shchene Haroim, the bad operators who did the wrong thing and affected other people in play as well. Ma shehikram madim. What happens to them? The tragedies, the butchering, the famines, the siege. That they complain about. That they talk about. This I share also long madim. But they don't want to discuss what triggered it." That's even more favorite than the rest of the Kenas. It's Ochan Noshim Periyam Mashmiyam. If you come to it, Noshim were eating their pre-button after they died, still. 
Hashem's response in Yehoram and Miktesh Hashem, Kayim Venovi Lomashmiyam, but they don't talk about what caused this. That's probably the, the most uh, telling paragraph in the entire Kiddus. The Chaznish was known for one other very um, strong comment. Dafka, the Chaznish, who didn't comment on it much. He spent a lot of time with survivors, trying to give them chizik, and building them up and helping them, not only in Eitzah, but uh, tangibly. He was once uh, found sitting with a, a couple who had survived and telling them what to buy for their hardware store. And somebody asked the Chaznish, uh, Rebbe, why did you spend so much time with them? And he said, I don't have any money to give Staka. At least I can help them with their pranosa. I have an Eitzah. His mom is building from scratch. Most of the conversations were to the tomb. We can fully understand this. Is how can Hashem do this? Which is what the kin is addressing over here. How can this happen? And there were tzaddikim that this happened to, and there were children. This one person, survivor, was in Auschwitz, and he saw it. Which is why the Chazanish didn't speak much. But if he was pressed, he had to address it, and this person was still from, wanted to be from, and wanted to understand something. So he said, Rebbe, I saw, I was there, I saw the people, going to the guest chambers, I saw the people burnt, I saw the children. He said, I can't get the children out of my mind, and who can? Understandable. Chaznish wasn't Myrich, but he said one thing over from the Chavetz Haim. Again, you got to be all the decades since '45. You have to be careful who you said this to. I still have to be careful, somewhat. Tzvi's mother was uh, there, although she would probably give the same drasha. Probably knows this uh, this Chavetz uh, Chaim, but this from Chaznish, who didn't speak about it much. So Chaznish said that I heard the Chavetz Chaim was crying and lamenting and speaking out when they opened up all the Tarbus schools all over Poland. People over here, are they not familiar? But the Tarbus schools were the alternative to the Cheder, which taught of Tyrus HaKedish, opened up and operated by Maskilim and their ilk. And depending on the community, these are smart operators. And they knew how to get in, so they presented it based on what communities were from, especially in Poland. And they presented that, yeah, we have a smattering of Taira, and we have this, and we have that, and then they stuck in all the Kfira as they were doing it. These are the Tarbus uh, schools. And the Chavetz Chaim, Tarbus itself, Tarbus on Hashem Royal, so they don't need to speak about it a lot. The Chavetz Chaim said, you shouldn't call it Tarbus, it's Moloch. Hazlich heard this, Hazlich was there with him. It's Meluch. Meluch is the horrible of Rizal, where they took their kids and they shechted them and sacrificed them to the gods. And Chavaz Chaim says, yes, it's Meluch. What do it make? You take your children and you physically shech them, or you take them to Shambas and you throw them away. The second one's worse. It's the call, the Tarbus Network Meluch. And Chazmish said to this person, I understand why you can't get it out of your head. 
And the fact, truth be told, I know and knew a lot of survivors. And the fact that, as a Sakharov used to say, he pulls up his sleeve and he has a number, go ask him for a bracha. How anybody can be normal? Being exposed for 10 minutes to that, just the train ride there. And it could be normal and operating, let alone functioning and passing on the Seira, is a nice nigla. So Chazdish wasn't training on it, but he kept pressing, what's with the kids? So Chazdish said, Chavistan answered that already. If you bring tens of thousands of children to Moloch and to Tarbus, there's going to be an answer after a while. And there's a Midah Kanega Midah, Yesh Dili Yesh Dayim. Ah, but there were many from kids who went up. That's the obvious kasha, and that's once the son is given to Rishos, the Tzad Rav Moshe Matayla. But if you, as they told me, if you're pressing for an answer, you want to know what shaykh is to the kids over here. Kids aren't part of the stories. Unfortunately, they're very much part of the story. And that's exactly cut and paste from this camp, last paragraph. Everybody's asking, how can it be that eating children the children are suffering and there's no food to give them, as they have described vividly, what were they being trained in before this happened? Our Arthritis is to understand and to avoid it, and that's the credit to those who came, were not only normal, but choose to build again and build things all Tyrus Akedish. In the Word from Eddie Madrashim, the attempt by Yermio Anavi to awaken the Spasavis and actually go to Evron and beg each of the others to deceive the Kayasrom. And the back and forth of why they couldn't as the Chavov to Chavzayan. The Mara says that Eliyo uh, Anavi comes to the base Medrash and she came late and they asked him why. And he said that Rosh is my job to wake up the Elvis and daven with them. Shows you something about Rosh we obviously don't know. In terms of its Hashivas. And it takes time. Abba Avinu, separately Yitzchak So they asked him, why not just wake them all up at once? He says, I can't, because then if they all daven together, the Gula would come. And I thought, well, if the same place, all is not ready. With the backdrop of the Madrasham and this uh, kin on the next one, it's understandable, although it doesn't say clearly, it's a conversation recorded uh, with each one of the others, it doesn't say whether it was together or not. It's possible the time of the Corbin, even the three together, wouldn't be able to have to the Xerim. Uh, What's uh, noteworthy, if you look at the end of Chav Zion, the very last paragraph it makes a reference to a chazal that highlights the word ma'id, to be based on the Pasuk Last paragraph says, Shana Mikdash will believe ma'id ma'id if they don't come at the appointed times. Shal Shavalim. Alki didim nitli ma'id, Shivan Kamea Samech Vasayat Rachem Tzion Kiva ma'id. So we found last night that the Pasuk Anecha, first parrot, Karamai ma'id, is Barbakurai. Very famous Pesach. What this means, some people are aware of what it doesn't mean, is what I'd like to explain. The 
Pashup Shad is Karlan Maidish Baba Harai, there was a time there's a Yuchi that the Khorban will come. That's based on Hazal, Rashi, and Humish, that once it was Bechia that night, Atishabov the Midbar is Bechia Lederis. Atishabov became the time when his first Khorban, second Khorban, and wars and the Groms and the Exeru the Inquisition. And it became a Abaye at a time where there's this negative Hashbah due to the original Kabbalah's Moshe Happens to be in the Midbar. They cried that night. There was actually quite a few days of give and take. Yeshua and Kabbalah didn't give up that easily, and they argued their point, and there were meetings, and the other ten, unfortunately, went around having these uh, town hall meetings where they knew it would take a number of days to convince Chayisol to completely rebel and say they don't want to go. Why is Tishabov the name? The answer is the Bechiyah was then, and the Mafreya turns out the original response of fear and not wanting to go was solidified. It just took a few days. So, Maisa, there is something to the day. The question is why the word Mayed is used. So, only in uh, Yiddishkeit, since it's the only true Matzav, so every single din and every minute and every word has multiple meanings and can be understood on many levels. The word moed we associate, as it says the end of this kina, he's lamenting the fact that we can't go on the moed to the base of Mikdash, the appointed time, and a simcha dig away for Shalosh Ragoma. The word moed usually conjures up in our mind a yantif, and rightfully so. There's moed, there's chalma moed, and my uh, Vad, we get together, and Ahmad says that's a din tefila and talmatarian tzibadik and yadam So that's what the kinna is lamenting that we lost all that. As we know, that Tishabov, as he said, is day of the year, you would think the last place we would mark it as a mayid to cancel Tachanun, but we do. Tachanun of Binamokenu. What's behind that? Obviously, this is deep, but it's important because it's reflected in the Anhagas Ayan in a pretty big way. The last day, it's like Tishabov's a day where everybody's masked and we say more Tafanu, say more Vina Malkainu. We do that in the morning in many forms called Kinnis, but in the afternoon we don't. We mark the day as a Mayid with the forward looking idea that it's also the day that's very propitious for the beginning of the Gula. As a Medrash, that's brought down in the Parshas Drochen. And uh, this, I think, uh, sheds more light. Oh, it's a little bit, uh, a little bit disturbing. Because Baruch had a taina that we were kafli toiv. Karsa toiv is an important minion, and tachas hashem besimcha is part of the korban. We were maka toiv, and we used it, uh, the gashmias and the surroundings, for getting more heimish of people we should be getting close to. This message says, referring to regular standard Mayadim. quoting the Pasuk You have a Mayad to break Klayisron. So there is a Medrash that there's a Taina that they misused, I think, is that it's not shot that Tisha became a day which it did. 
Shani is that they had inherent Kedusha as a Moed beforehand, and why did the Moedim have to come back then? So, the Moedim's test, and Tysus brings down over there, that they actually, it was a close call, they left with one day before Thomas, and Thomas and I was 40 days, and it's not a coincidence, they came back on Tisha the month had to be Mole for that to happen. Taisa points out, he tells you the Heshman, that it was Mole. But Taisa doesn't tell us what does that mean. Sanhedrin is the one who called that. The only thing that we're really in charge of is Rosh Chedish and Shemayim, the Moscow to what's down here. So why did it happen that way? So he has a Taina. Tell the Aries, he brings out a shtickle from um, the Medrash not found, that's why he told where it was. It's, it's only found in Parshat Torah when he had access to the Medrash. He says, rightfully so, I think, that the perception or misconception here is, as the Pasik says, Karolai Moedrash Baba Harai is Klai Yisrael talking, and that doesn't make it right. With this Medrash, it's wrong. And Hashem said that I gave you the Kayach to be Mekadish the Chaydish. I set it up to give you the Kayach, and you did. That part was Siat uh, Tishmaya, that Maglam should come back to Afghan Tishabov. Why is that? So if you ask somebody quickly, they'll say, oh, because it's a horrible day. And that was the day that was the Mucha later for Paranius. That's not true. The days of Mayu, it had potential. They Dafka, I'm adding this, but I think it's Pashat, they came back to Tishabov and they should have Siat Tishmaya, when they hear the scary report, they should be able to push back and repel it and do the right thing and say, we're going anyway and Hashem has the best in store for us. And we're not scared. So they needed it to be Dafka on Tishabov that it should be a day when they'll have extra Siat Shmaya. So they had Siat Shmaya to be Makaj to and it ends up that the 40th day is Tishabov. They came back in Tishabov, so the setup is there to have that extra Siat Shmaya. But that's why I mentioned it was debated for quite a few days in Kalei Yisrael. At the end, the Tenbrahim held court and they pushed everybody or enough people in the wrong direction. So. Now they misused it, and now the day with Mahatma and Leparani is still with the kernel of potential of a Yeshua. And that's we're marking that, but not saying Tachanun. But Akash Baruch is coming with a Taina. You're a Kafi type. I gave you that day ahead of time and made sure they come back then. See, And now you're tiny that it was fixed and we're done for. And they came back in Tishabav and the day was beautiful. Leparani is the vibrations. But that's not true. And that's why the Medjah says that's Kafi Taivas. Hashem says, I set it up to be able to have more hope in Mosiyat Tashmaya. And you had Bechira still, and it wasn't used. And now, for the time being, it's Mirchal the Peronius. I think that's the reference over here. You see a lot of the kinnis that are referring to the Mayad, the Mayad, the Mayad. Not only do we miss the Mayadim, we can't access the base of Mikdash. It's this use or misuse of the particular day, which is in this Pasuk, wasn't to break it only became that because of the Bechira uh, and the incorrect decision. Which is highlighted by the fact that it's done by Montsiber, is really the sum total of the contrast between the high point of Kaisra leaving Mitzrayim and all the Nisim of Loves from the Karavamuna and lead up to Kabbalah Satera and what was lost, Betesim Yushalayim. So, we just uh, discussed about the Maya of Mishbar Bacharai, 
one of which the Baal Shalom Meshav points out in terms of the fact that it was uh, Taina on the Beistin who had the ability to do it and did it right, that they were complaining afterwards it was set up a disaster. So the answer is it wasn't, it has the chaos. So everything in Yiddishkeit depends on Siat and Siat means that what looks like happenstance, that you're in the right place, the right time, is not. If you're Zeche, it's not in a positive way, and if a person is not Le'olenu, then it's also engineered by HaGadosh Baruch both the timing and the placement. I noticed something this year, the Madrashim involving Nebuchadnezzar and Yitzhak and Yirmiya are very pelvic. The fact that it's clear from the Pesukim in Yirmiya and the history we know from the Gemaras that Yirmiya himself got special treatment. And it was by design, design in a Shamayim, but Nebuchadnezzar himself told Nevuzradan that uh, you're in charge and you should kill whoever you can, do whatever damage you can, but make sure you don't start up with Yemiyo Anovi and other Abba, ask him what he wants, and he was even promised in one Medrash that in Yerushalayim you could save whoever you want. And we figured how many people can he save already? Like pulling people in our worldview post Holocaust. Like you can pull off the train whoever you want. So that's a great spus, and uh, everyone now we see is very dangerous. But that's his mind. If it's not his mind, we kill a million plus people. So we'll show how nice we are to uh, let him save 10, 50, 100, 200. That's not the whole story. He was actually given very clear instructions. We'll give him a medrash in a moment. It almost sounds like Nebuchadnezzar liked him. I think we mentioned once the Chidah talks about the Gilgulim, which are always complex. It says that Yirmiyah Navi was a Gilgul of Shlomo Melech, and Nebuchadnezzar was part of that story with Malka Shva, the result of it somehow. And therefore, Nebuchadnezzar himself, this doesn't there aren't that many Rishayim and Tanakh whose last name was Harosha. So that puts him on a unique uh, pedestal. So don't walk out with a better impression, just the Sharish of his Neshama. There was some attachment to that one Yid who happened to be the Gilgul of the Rabbis, was the Gilgul of Shlomo Melech. I think it, to realize this here, plays a Obviously, uh, a role, everything plays a role in terms of Sherish and Shamo. But listen to this Medrash and you'll see what I think was going on over here. Gimel Dvarm Tzivin Nebuchan Hetzer and the Nebuchadnezzar. And all were concerning these special instructions were concerning Yirmiyo. Kachena Venach So this is the Pasuk in Yirmiyo. Medrash is actioning it. That Watch him, protect him, find him, protect him. Of course, the Kosh Baruch engineer despite all these instructions that Yermia wasn't in Yushalayim at the time, as it says in the Pesach. Hashem sent them out on a mission which seemingly had nothing to do with anything, but it was to accomplish that and to get him out of Yushalayim. So he shouldn't be saving anybody. He shouldn't be as close. The city couldn't fall. So all this is the instructions that Nebuchadnezzar had his secret services reporting where everybody is, as Yermio is in Yerushalayim. Well, he is 
then, but he won't be when you get there. So this is all what the instructions would have been. He found them afterwards, uh, it was too late, uh, in terms of Shlein falling. Which means the was given instructions to destroy everything else and everybody else. Which Nevuz Radan carried out. So every piece of instruction is being dashed in the Pasuk over here that Nevuz Radan should understand. This is only for him, whatever Nebuchadnezzar had in mind, the Gulam, otherwise. And whatever I'm telling you about his safe passage and his well being doesn't apply to anybody else. What happened, the Medrash goes on to explain, and this is pretty clear in the Pesukim as well, Yermio was crying and was trying to help Yudin, and he saw all the young men and women, and old men and women, aren't there many of those, because most of them were killed, were now being led in chains to go loose, and he ran over to them and took the chains and put it on his neck so he should walk with them and show that he's with them, and he's actually playing the one with them. Nivuz Radan is under instructions to make sure he doesn't get hurt, that he's going to get hurt this way. He's an older, frail person. So Nivuz Radan himself kept on over him and said, You sir, I have instructions that Rabbi, you got to come over here. You can't go with them. And every time he turned around again, Yermio would run to be with them. So Nivuz Radan was uh, getting frustrated. And Medrash says, I'm a Nivuz Radan, the Yermio. You're one of three things. A Novi Shekhar Atan, either you're a Novi Shekhar, or you Mavai be a Serm, or you're a Shaifat Domin. What does that mean? So, first he said, maybe you're a Novi Shekhar, because you're the one we have on good information. You were giving it a vote for a long time, this is going to happen. Now it happened. Why are you so besides yourself? So, you didn't believe your own Navuas. So, you're a Novi Shekhar. But it happened anyway, nothing to do with you. Why are you having such a reaction? It's not like you didn't call this. Or you might be a certain, it's not interested in uh, blood for punishment. You keep, uh, you're the only one who is being protected. You keep running to be, the slaves are getting whipped. Or you're, let's say, you're trying to get me killed. Because Nebuchadnezzar, for some reason, has this hang up and he's going to have my head if I don't make sure you're safe. So what are you doing? Can you imagine a conversation with Luther Corbin? Yeah. Instructions and instructions. He's commander in chief. Commander in chief is a very high position, but the candidate of Uchanetzar, you know, you didn't last very long if you approached him the wrong way. So he was genuinely uh, concerned. So it didn't phase Yermio too much, and he kept on running to be with them until he gets a Navua from Kashbarfu about this Indian. Yermio is clear. Sukkim had full intent. To go with the Goyim to the Florence because he felt they needed help and he wanted to be with them, even though they tried to kill him and they threw him in jail and they screamed at him and they avayish him. But Novi's a Novi and uh, he wants to protect Chayisrom. So the pasuk in Yirmiyah and Perak Mem, Dover Shayel Yirmiyah Meis Hashem Lemar, and the following instructions are: This is the Medrash putting it. It's not clear on the pasuk. That Koshbonchu told Yemia, go back to Eretz Yisrael, do not go with the people, and stay here. There's going to be a small kernel of a community. 
and don't go with them. And Kodesh Baruch Hu said, you hear me, uh, felt this, probably diving this, I have to go with Klai they need my help, and uh, I have to help them in the time of need. Told Anavi, there are two choices here. Either I go with them to Bobo, and you stay here, or you go with them and I stay here. Can you imagine? Because I'm Bobo told him. Okay, Yermia heard that. That's basically Tivo, you stay here. What does it mean? So, only in the advantage of 2020 hindsight, I think the Pshad is, so of course, knew. Everything that Rav Minyan of is going to Golis, and most of them are not even coming back. And the future of Klal is going to be in Bovel, the seat of the yeshivas, the learning, and everything's going to be there for a thousand years until it goes to Spain and Germany and all the other places. And if a choice has to be made, because Baruch Hu felt that the Shekhinah going to them in Golis and through their Golis is more protective. As great as Yermia was, then Yermia going with them. But Yermia is a tremendous asset, so to speak, and a big schus, and there is a small community in Israel, so you stay with them. This uh, goes with the Majorshim, that the Shechina had many Goliaths, and it went, it went ten moves, and went from the base of Mitzvah, and Kedosh Kedoshim, and Yushalayim, and outside, and it follows, and it went to Chutzlerts. And the Shechina is still in Israel, in a certain facet, still Mazosa from the Keshe Gadashim from the Kesha Maravi, but we have the benefit, that's why we're still here despite what's going on, and that is that the Shechina told the Navi that I'm doing this you stay here. It turns out, as we know from Gedalia and some Gedalia, that the other part of a natural ending of such an offer and story is the Keshe Baruch also knew that the Yishevet Yisrael will not survive now, and therefore the Shechina is being misled themselves so that it will not survive. And they're going to take Yirmiya and force him to go to Mitzrayim with them. They have hallucinations, it's going to be better over there. They're wrong, Yirmiya told them not to, and they took him anyway. It's one thing not listening to their rebbe's, another thing kidnapping him and taking them with them for their plans. But they did that, which means that uh, right now, for like 70 years, nothing's going to be going on in Israel because of their wishes, and they apparently didn't do full truva yet. But in hindsight, we understand the offer. The offer is, you showed you want to be with them, listen to Nebuz Radan, he's here, sent by the Vukhanesa, who was sent by me, the Shechina, to protect you. You're going to survive this, you're going to survive Mitzrayim, and Eitz Yisrael will rebound, but right now the Shechina is going to Chosler, and so you stay here. Which is uh, an incredible idea that as you read this Kinnah, B'Tseisim Yitzayim, B'Tseisim Yishalayim, the bad news is B'Tseisim Yishalayim. The other news is that Gosh Baruch Hu La'amla Yisrael, and the Shechina B'Chad Batzma went with them. Perhaps, I'm suggesting that's why we have some sort of tune to this in terms of uh, looking back and seeing the Siyat Hashmaya within the Tsar. Maybe that's why the Medic Yisrael became that uh, it said in unison. Wow. Yeah.